0: Hey, this is Margaret Agard, author of In His Footsteps, and if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Let's level
1: up. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. We're at episode 323 with my really good friend and kind of neighbor here in Florida, Margaret Agard. Uh, She is the author of the In His Footsteps series, Uh, another fellow uh, Christian. Uh, just a fantastic, fantastic lady. Uh, her writing is kind of memoir style, and it's so easy to flow in so many knowledge nuggets within her books. Uh, we had just a fun, fun, fantastic, enlightening conversation about how she really started, was overwhelmed, uh, got out of a, a job, if you will, that wasn't exactly her calling. And she kind of turns God, her to-do list, over to God. And the way she explains it, it's super fun, super easy to implement and just really get your life organized so you can spend more time with things you love or people you love for that matter and just really have fun in life and giving all glory to God. So without further ado, here's the author of In His Footstep series, award-winning author at that, Margaret Agard. Let's level up. Welcome to Shine Today, Podcast Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I got my friend just a little bit north of me here in the great state of Florida, our sunshine state, where it's it's July right now, end of July, and it's kind of boiling hot. Uh, But luckily, both of us are here kind of in our little air-conditioned areas, and I have my good friend, Margaret Agard. She's an award-winning author, so make sure you stay tuned to the end, because I will have a book giveaway that Time to Shine is going to purchase, and hopefully Miss Margaret will sign for us and get it out to you. But she's an award-winning author, former executive in the high-tech industry, and mother of eight children. Stepmother to seven, and they were never all at home at the same time. That's busy, busy. She's a Christian mystic, which I can't wait to get into, and a Reiki level two healer, which people that know me on my podcast, I do have a Reiki practitioner that works on me, and I I 100% love the energy that I get from that. And she's currently writing her third in his footsteps memoir. Right now, there are, I believe, two of them that are out. Um, and then we have a, a coming soon on the third one. But uh, the one that I kind of read the, the the sample to is uh, He gave my to do list to God and got more done, more sleep, and less stress. And that's something that I kind of wish I would have read if it was written a few years ago. Margaret, thank you so much for coming on. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today Podcast Varsity Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why?
0: Purple is spiritual. Yes, it is. Also, I have a story that goes with it very yeah. short. Yeah, okay. please. Um, I have a friend who said, you know, everything that happened in my life, I could handle my house burning to the ground, all these things, except this one thing, which was um, assaulted by a favorite uncle when she was a child. Sorry. And so she said that what she learned is you cannot get purple without red because purple is blue and red. And she had this, you know, when she was upset about it, was praying about it. She had this thought that um, God said, what's your favorite character trait you're most Mm -hmm. proud of? And she realized that character trait that she developed came as a result of that, that all things could be turned to our good. And so when I think of purple, that's what I think. You can't get purple without red.
1: That's my favorite color too. It meshes my cool blue side, but when I need to get fired up, sometimes that red comes out and it's royal and regal, right? And like in in biblical, if you go into, I believe it was numbers, um, he talks a lot about purple linens, a lot of purple is mentioned in the good book. So that's just awesome. So let's get to a little bit of the story. You kind of were like high tech Working in that world and you're really moving in and you're an award-winning author, which I'm so blessed to be able to have you on, and really dig into your books and in the in this footstep series, which I think is just an amazing name, also. But can you get us like maybe a little bit from the roots?
0: Sure. Um, I had a point in my life where I was so overwhelmed that. But- eight children were still at home somewhere in college, but they were living at home. That's how I helped them. I was working in the high tech industry and I had decided to finish my last year to get my degree in math because okay. so many companies were going public and they want the higher level people to have years right. of credentials.
1: Right. And
0: so any one of those three things could have been a full-time job. That's how it felt. Okay. I was getting about four hours sleep a night. I was, I knew how to set priorities. I mean, I knew how to do that. You don't get to the levels I did without that, but sure. there are just too many. I don't care. And right. so what had happened is in just a matter of a few days, I had done a couple of things that seemed important to me, but when I showed up with them, they weren't necessary. It was like, I showed up with a paper and at that point you didn't put them in online. And this, <laughs> there was a note on the door, the professor's sick. You don't have to hand it in until next week went to a client with a proposal, it had taken me hours to put together. Oh, you know what? We've decided to go a whole different direction. So here's how we want you to do the proposal now. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I spent so much time on those things that turned out didn't matter. Right. And if I only knew the future, right, I would know what to do. So (laughs) I thought, oh, but you know, I know who does know the future. And so that's when I started turning my to-do list over to Guy. It was out of desperation. It wasn't that I didn't have enough to do. Hey, help me fill out my day. It was more I have too much to do. Right. Yeah. And I did make to-do lists. And I, I, probably some of your listeners are like this. I, as a kind of person who, if I did something that wasn't on my to-do list, I put it on my to-do list so I could check it off.
1: (laughs) Good. And, and, and like, I'm also seeing which... You know, you're doing all this and you're also a domestic engineer. I mean, like, come on, you got what eight kids and seven stepchildren. I mean, that's I wasn't
0: I hadn't remarried at that okay, point. Okay. At that point, I was a single, a okay. single and the sole financial support for those okay.
1: wow. Yep. And how many children did you have at that time?
0: Well, let me see. I think two were in college at the time, and the rest were in junior high and high school.
1: Wow. Yep. That's just I mean, such a strong woman. I mean, that 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 that's that that's so Awesome. So let, let's talk a little bit about the the the, the to do list, because I mean, I have people when I coach them, they're they're really worried about the, getting their priorities and time management in place. And one thing I do remind them is that when we die, you know, our inbox isn't going to be empty. You know what I'm right. saying? No matter what. So there's prioritizing that goes along. Can she, you share a little bit how you started structuring and prioritizing? Your life, your business, your family, you know, all those different instruments that play that beautiful jazz music you have.
0: Okay. So I the way I started it was simply to say, you know, here's the list. Oh my gosh, it goes on forever. And what do I really have to do? That's kind of how I that was the question I was asking. Okay. And I would do it at night because you know it's best to do your next day's list at night. And as I went through it, I had learned to Hear that subtle, quiet voice that I call God. Some people call it intuition. Yeah. Whatever you call it. And as I looked at it, I'd think, yeah, I don't have to do this. Nope, no. Nope. And I might even think, I think I do have to do that. Sure, sure. <laughs> as I started turning it over, I really began to see that there were things that I thought I had to do, that things happened, I didn't need to do it. And, and, Let me think. So after just a few weeks, I was finished every night by about eight o'clock. So instead of the four hours of sleep I was getting where I was waking up in a panic because what didn't I do? Sure. I was just able to kick back about eight o'clock and just relax. And everything that happened, I felt very relaxed. If I was stuck in rush hour traffic, I would think, well, God knew this was going to happen. It'll work out. Sure. And it turned out the person I was going to meeting was also stuck in rush hour traffic. I mean, things always worked out.
1: They do. Yes. yes.
0: And as that happened, I began to trust that process more and more. But there were a couple things I learned. So what happened is some things would be added to my list that I hadn't intended to do. Ooh. And my life began to be reshaped. Wow. So what do I want to say about that? that I was rushing really quickly. I was very busy getting to the wrong place.
1: <laughs> That's wow. what turned out. <laughs> yeah. And through God's voice, you know, when I pray, which, you know, I pray kind of with the acts, the ACTS with, you know, adulation. Um, basically, I just forgot what the C is. Um <laughs> with 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 supplication adulation and, and just really asking for forgiveness and then really praying in that way um in right. like this is the thing with me i actually when i pray I, I i do it at night a lot and i fall asleep sleep in the middle of the prayer and i've been doing that for about five years and the answers come to me so much faster by doing that because i just give it to them you know what right. I'm saying? It's just like, God, this is it, man. This is what I'm asking for. First of all, I praise him. I'm like, dude, you're the best. It, it, it's right. awesome. Then I ask for confessions, you know, with forgiveness, you know, and then with the supplication, it, with the T is the thanks, you know, so it's adulation, confessions, thanks, and then supplication. But I ask for a lot. I'm, I'm just yes. wondering with your time management and within your prayer, do you ask? God for not just things, but like not, not just other than guidance, but things even above the guidance. Yes. So
0: let me think. Oh, so I came up with a new prayer once because I went to God and I said, at this point, uh, my second youngest son was 15 and he was just the most arrogant Demanding. No way,
1: teenager. No way, you know,
0: six four, lettering in three sports. This Mm. whole, you know, I'm. Had it
1: figured out. Got it. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. And I said to guy one day, you know, I, I don't even know what to say about this kid. I love him because he's my son, but I don't like him much. And he said, (laughs) I want you to start praying to see him the way I see him. And okay, I'm watching our. Time, but this is a good thing. This works for our. I, I use this in my new marriage when I remarried. I use it with people I work with. This prayer, help me to see this person as you do, God, and then later to love this person as you do. Oh my God, completely changed. I was at my mom's house a few weeks later, and this is back when people had all these women's magazines. I'm flipping through one of her magazines and I see this article about some kid who had uh, accused his. I don't know, PE teacher of inappropriate things. And he had basically been pilloried by the other students because he was a favorite teacher. And what was interesting to me is I, was, I thought I'm going to read this because we just had something like that happen in sure. our school. And as I read it, I thought, oh, this is what happened in our school. And as I read it, I said he actually became like suicidal because right. of how he's being treated at school. But he had on this bedside stand a In a a frame, a small petition from some students who said, we believe you, we're here for you. And But it only had a few names on it. And as soon as I read that sentence, I remember the day I had taken this son, Dan, to school, and it was dropping him off. And he said, I've got a petition I want to pass around. I don't like how these kids are being treated at school. And I want people who believe him to sign it. And so... When I picked him up that afternoon after practice, I said, How'd it go? And he said he was mad. He said the, the principal wouldn't let us do it. He said, There's too much we're not talking about this as a school anymore. This is a legal case. We're not getting involved. So he signed it and a few of his friends signed it. Mm-hmm. And so I as soon as I read that line, I thought, well, this is who God sees. God sees right. you know, a popular three, three letters and yeah. sports athlete. Standing up for a kid who's being pilloried. Wow! And it, it did. Sh- I mean, he still is kind of a 15 year old. <laughs> sure. No, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he's grown now. Thank you for sharing years. this. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's just I don't know. He's he still does that at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. He was going into county the city council because they were closing all the public places. Hmm. And he's like, where are the where are the homeless going to use a bathroom? Hmm. He's like trying to get them at least open one bathroom in
1: each park. Wow. That's- hey, what a, isn't that great when you just shift that perspective? What what I use a lot, and this was nothing I made up. I don't make up anything. I regurgitate what I've been taught, but it's uh, you know, when you have your to-do list and something or even what you had to deal with, with your, with your son, you know, you, I I changed things from have to, or to get to,
0: to get to, you know what I'm
1: saying? I get to do this. Cause when you look at that list, you're like, crap, man. It's like, but you also know that you get, if you do that, it's probably going to level you up even more. Right. So you get to do things and that's what you did. You prayed about it. And then you got to see his, you know, his eyes through how God sees them. And that's yeah. that that that's amazing. Uh that that is amazing. So let's so talk a happened? little bit.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, so I end up not in the high-tech industry any, anymore. I ended up doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. And it had to do first. I remarried, and I that was not on my to-do list. I had a 20-year <laughs> plan. I mean, you know how they say make a 20-year sure. plan? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was out there. and Mer- Remarriage was not on it. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to stay with this company. It's right. got a 20-year growth plan. I'll, when my son graduates, I'll be able to be a truly high, higher-up executive so yeah. I can travel. Yeah. And instead, I remarried. Uh, I gave up working in the high tech industry. We started a small business online, selling product, mm-hmm. and and I wrote these books. It was, it was. Oh, I I, that wasn't on my plan. None of it. No, but
1: <laughs> let's go back. That let, let's unpack that. Okay, like what made you sit down in front of your computer or get out that pad of paper and start throwing up on the keyboard and getting the words up? What was that nudge?
0: It was actually. God saying, I want you to write your life on the internet. Now this was back in 2000 in 2000. So blogs weren't really big and they weren't very good. You know, WordPress was really not- starting. Right. Yeah. And it was like, "Oh." Right. And so I ended up on a site where I could just write where it was set up for people who wanted to write online. And as I wrote these stories of what was happening, I prayed and this is what God told me to do today. And here's what happened. I didn't want to listen. So I didn't. And this is what happened like that. Right. Right. The whole story. And at the, as I had done that for a couple of years, the thought came now, I want you to make this a book. And I thought, Oh, so I tried to do Wait. Most people do books where they sort of, take their journals and notes and make a book right I was like no these stories are the book it's like my own personal it's like 10
1: years of stories since 2000 I believe it was published in 2010 right yes okay wow it's so funny you and I are like you're like my sister from another because like I have (laughs) all of these entries journal entries and stuff like that and my coach is like there's your book there's right there that, that's so crazy that we're like yes. so aligned like that. I'm glad that, I'm
0: telling you this. That's that, good. Yeah.
1: like as a, as a writer, what do you do when you come to like a blind spot moment? You know, maybe not so because a lot of writers talk about, oh, I have writers block and stuff. But there's other moments that kind of come up that that. with regards to timing of writing the book, getting time, you know, you have different blind spots to show up to you. You have three books almost now and you're award-winning. Like what was your discipline that really had you sit down and format and get this book, these, the, the first book written. And then onto your second and third.
0: I Scott, I just used all those skills you develop when you've been in management. Right. I, I did say, okay, I'm doing this right now. I'm, Recording the second book. The first book is already out as an audio book. Okay. And so I thought, well, I really have to record the second. And so I cleared out two weeks and I said, an hour a day for the next two (laughs) weeks, I'm recording this book. And so after we hang up this afternoon, I'll be spending an hour recording. Should it, take my camera and show you my recording studio. I have blankets all hung around this closet, blankets on the floor. And this is like okay. I mean, it's not like I'm having professionals. Right, in you're soundproofing like it like me. It's so, awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I launched my this show in 2019, kind of right before COVID, and I did it in my my uh, uh, townhouse here, and yes. it was just like a big drape hung yes. with with uh, <laughs> uh the joy fabrics i went and got this big chartreuse color <laughs> green screen so you know like it, it looks good but I, I i manufactured now i'm leveled up to luckily not luckily i'm blessed god gave me the blessing yeah. of you know having a nice little studio and whatnot <clears throat> and great people but that's that's great that you just do it you know and, and yeah. a lot of people will make excuses and i you know i, I just say you know winners they adapt and, and mediocre people they make excuses you know so do you ever come into in throughout your life? And I, I want to ask you this because you you went through a, an awesome journey. Do you, do you ever come into kind of like the excuse itis where you use stuff to not do something? And, and this kind of goes back to your to do. And then how did you overcome that in the future?
0: Well. Again, you just I have to at some point just sit down and say, yeah, that's in my way. I have to do it. And right. oh, I tell you, I was. At our church, we were encouraged to ask God what was getting in our way mm-hmm. of, of becoming the best person we could. Mm-hmm. And so I thought on that for about six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that one day. And then I, I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't even get the whole sentence out of my mouth. I was like, "What do I need Facebook? I was like, well, did you want? Could you let me finish the question? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. Yeah, so do you ever feel while you're writing, because a lot of it's your memoir, it is your memoirs, it's your, yeah, your story, yeah. so do you ever feel like, a couple things, one, that you may be an imposter, and then also looking, like imposter syndrome in a sense. Yes. And then also looking back, you're like, who the hell was that lady, as you start to evolve through life? <laughs> You know yes. what I'm saying? I I mean, I am, these now. I'm
0: recording this second book, which is about how we sold everything and served at missions. You know, okay. teaching in prisons and up north of the Arctic Circle. And as I'm reading it, I'm like. Well, first of all, I wasn't as good a writer then. So I'm
1: like, (laughs) who who is this
0: person? (laughs) And second, oh my gosh, I am just this kind of whiny complainer. And a writer's group, I brought one of my stories and a woman said, I really don't like your main character. She's such a whiny complainer. And I said, well, you know, this is a memoir, right?
1: (laughs) That is awesome. But I'm like,
0: well, if he can use me, imagine what he could do with
1: you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that's amazing. So I, I have to ask you, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? It's, it's oh, almost 40 years old. Of course. <laughs> well, let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Okay, yes. let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Margaret. I don't know if it was Agard then, but let's just go back to the 22-year-old Margaret. Is there any knowledge nuggets? That's what we call me at Time to say. Is there any knowledge nuggets you might drop on her? Not to change anything, because your journey is pretty Freaking awesome. Okay. But to maybe shorten a learning curve or maybe help her level up just a little bit quicker?
0: Yes, I would. Because in my early 20s, is when I first asked God, I don't know how to hear your voice. Help me learn it. So I did that as a 22 year old. And then I became very connected to that voice. That's why by the time I was in my 40s, I knew how to recognize it. And so what I would say to her is, and after you learn that voice, now start asking now, what do you want me to do today, God? And that is when my life truly changed. It changed from what do I need to do to what do you want me to do? And I, speaking to Christians or people who know the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. there's a line in the Lord's Prayer that says, yeah, this is the way you're supposed to. Sure. Because we say, may thy will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. Yes. We try to imagine the angels in heaven. Occasionally yes. rushing up to God, I'm just so overwhelmed. Can you help me with this God? I mean, do we think that's what he they're doing? Or do you think they're saying, What do you want me to do today, God? Right. I'm I'm aligned with your purpose.
1: Yes, that's amazing. That's so awesome. So how do you want Margaret's dash remember? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and your death date. Hopefully it's a way down the road. But how do you want Margaret's dash remember?
0: She loved us.
1: Right, that that's that's awesome. That's three words. That's still one word longer than the shortest verse in the Bible, but that's okay. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) fantastic. Thank you so much. So, what do you think that Margaret people might misunderstand about you the most?
0: I think they make assumptions about where I stand um, on a lot of different things based on my age. Mm my gender, my race, Mm -hmm. my religion. Okay. I think, and people often say, well, you this and you that. And I wish they would say, well, what do you think about this? Instead of assuming that they know.
1: Right. Right. Because they, and you're, and I get it because I'm friends with a lot of authors. I'm blessed to be friends with a lot of authors and people that write from, you know, a Christian view right? They, they might think, oh, Christian's judging. Oh, I bet you Margaret should judge her. You know? And that's a, a stigma that you know. me as a Christian, I've have, have got to get over. But I also live in this huge glass house. I don't throw any stones, man. You know right. what I'm saying when he said to Stephen. So no, no, I appreciate you being transparent on that because it's true. It, it, it's very true. There is a stigma out there. So what would be Margaret's definition of a life well lived?
0: oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a job interview. And the guy's just asked a question where I'm like, oh, I don't know how to answer that one.
1: <laughs> you can Answer any way you would like, my love.
0: I think to have filled my purpose, to have figured out what my purpose is and to have fulfilled that purpose to make the world. However, I'm sent here to make the world a better place. Yes.
1: And just That's like you said a couple seconds ago about thy will be done. Mm-hmm right on earth as it, it is in heaven it's like it's like you're standing at your creator god in mine and yours case and we're asking and and we get to do his will and that's awesome that you're asking every day that's the thing it's like a lot of people will ask once in in done. but i just feel that if i'm asking god dude what do i do because I, I pray to him like i talk to people that's my way right you know and i'm like dude like what what which way am I going this and I really believe silence is God's voice if you really listen to it it's coming to you and yeah. then you just great. that's why I fall asleep praying you know I literally will just start a conversation with God every night and then I drift off and I wake up and I've been doing it again the last five years and it's just like life has just cleared up for me and I, I was I grew up baptist um fire and brimstone going to hell both
0: grandmothers baptist right so you get it
1: you know um but there i just found out i have a certain way of communicating and and conversing with god and i really appreciate your transparency
0: what did someone say it's the plan of salvation not the plan of condemnation oh my
1: gosh i'm I'm writing that down (laughs) plan of salvation not condemnation love it time to shine today podcast varsity squad we are back with my good friend margaret agard award-winning author of in his Footsteps series and margaret you and i we live so close we might meet up one day and have a conversation maybe talk 15 20 minutes about each one of these questions but you've got five seconds with no explanations whatsoever all right you ready to level up and they could all be answered that way i promise you you ready to go okay let's do it yes what is the best leveling up advice Margaret's ever received?
0: Not to decide is to decide.
1: Oh, my God. I'm breaking my, not to decide is to decide. Wow. This is knowledge nugget heaven here. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success.
0: That daily prayer.
1: Beautiful. If you see me kind of walking down the street, I'm looking, like... Fergie looks like he's in his dull gems a little bit, other than the good book. Is there any other book you might hand me to kind of level me up? Mine. Thank I you for I saying that. People,
0: yes. People tell me they feel good after they read it.
1: Love it. Love it. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? A smile. There no, actually,
0: why? I'm from New Jersey. It's, um, what do you call <laughs> that thing? Where you're, a, what is that thing where you put the, like, the little, where you're like, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I got a smirky one a little yeah, bit. A yep. Got it, love it. Nicknames growing up?
0: Oh, just Margaret.
1: Love it. Chess checkers or Monopoly?
0: Oh, oh, I hate Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to be checkers because I'm not smart enough for <laughs> <laughs> either.
1: It's awesome. Go to ice cream flavor.
0: Oh, um, peppermint.
1: Love it. Okay, there's a sandwich named the the. The Margaret Agar. There's a sandwich. What is on that sandwich? Build that sandwich for me.
0: Well, it's a Reuben, but okay. I'll call it the Margaret Reuben. <laughs>
1: there you go. I love it. I love it. Is it Swiss cheese on there with the Reuben? Yes, the whole okay. thing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to?
0: Safe Passage down in Guatemala. It's okay. for mothers who work in the dump.
1: Gotcha. Um, Donnie, please do me a favor and email, Margaret, for that um, link to that. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. We'll put it in the show notes. Best decade of music. You can elaborate on this. 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s.
0: Well, of course, the 60s, because that's how old I am. Ah, and
1: You're not that old. I if, am. Even if you are, you so look. In the 60s, you, wait, there what, we go. What, 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 what?
0: yeah I've been doing this for 30-some years. 72. You're 72. I'm 72. Margaret,
1: you look amazing. With Thank all you. due respect, you look fantastic. And so, I Mar-
0: have a filter on, right? So we. Know <laughs>
1: <that>. <laughs> so how can we find you, Margaret?
0: Inhisfootsteps.com. I have the links to the books on there. And I have the links to the audiobooks and my social media. And also, there'll be a little pop-up in the corner that mm-hmm. invites you to sign up for my newsletter. Yep. And I am old and tired. I send it once a month. I don't spam.
1: I love That's it. I love it. And squad, make sure you're, it will be in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to it. And I, I feel really bad. I'm slapping myself on the wrist right now for not being subscribed yet, but I'm definitely going to subscribe to that monthly, monthly reading. So let's do a book giveaway. We're going to do the book number one uh, where time to shine today is going to purchase it. And if you don't mind, um, I'll send the address of the lucky listener. If you don't mind just signing it for them and sending it out, I can pay you for the postage if you need to, but I'd love it. Maybe if you did that for me, Margaret, if, the first one, first person that says, you know, I, I just want to have you put in his footsteps and any link, in any of the social, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you see our post, put in his footsteps, and then we'll, my team will see it, and then we'll get that book right out to you. And Margaret, if you do me one last solid favor and leave us with one last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize, and take action on.
0: The way to turn your life over to God is to turn your day over because your day is your life.
1: Wow. The, the way to turn your life over to God is to say that one more time. I'm sorry.
0: Turn your day over to God wow. because your day is your life.
1: Wow. That is amazing. That, that's and just he- what you should yeah. list, live by. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And squad, we have gotten just a fun conversation. And a lot of times I have these masterclasses um, that I have with people that this was a like a, a conversation that just flowed with my good friend, Margaret, who, you know, kind of left that high tech world and, and she was kind of someone that was really feeling overwhelmed. You know, she was doing things that seemed important but found out that they really were not, you know, and she, st- she really started simply listening to God's voice and to hear God's voice and started adding things that she felt God's will would need to be need to be done. And things began to really take shape for her. You know, she was again a person that was very busy kind of getting to the wrong places. But when she does that, she slows down, listens to God's voice, and starts praying and it really gets the answers that way. One knowledge nugget she dropped is start seeing things. The way God sees things, whether it's a person, place, thing, because God is all love and He's omnipresent and He's everywhere, and that's what she wants. And I would really love you to do as well, you know. And you know, she also would tell her younger self, anybody else that's really kind of going through life, you know, get your asking gear. My, My good friend Leah Woodford would say, "Get your asking gear. Ask God. You know, what do you want me to do today?" You know, she's somebody that is planting trees that with these books that she's, because pro- she's leaving her life out there to everybody. She's really planting trees. She's probably never going to, never going to sit in the shade of. And that's why I love her, you know, it, it, that she does that. She's such a go-giver. And the way that you turn your life over to God is to, to turn it over to him because you, your day is God. And I know I just butchered that, but I get it. And just go back really and listen to that part. And she also, last thing that really stood out as well as You know, not to decide is to decide. And that means, you know, you have choices every day to progress and level up or to stay where you are. And here at Time to Shine Today, we're about leveling up and progressing. And that's what my really good friend, Margaret, does. She levels up her health. She levels up her wealth. She's humble. Yeah, she's hungry. You've earned your varsity squad letter here at Time to Shine Today. Thank you so much for coming on, Margaret. I absolutely love your guts. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast, probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate. Real Estate Excellence. Who can be reached at five six one two four nine seven two six six and online at www. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine today, please visit time to shine today. dot com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website.